Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I just feel so enthusiastic and energized by other founders that I want to work harder, I want to work faster, I want to, you know, talk to more people and just get out there and grow. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at Miles Next Door. That's M I L E S N E X T D O O R. Miles Next Door. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Hey, I just woke up. And isn't it so hard not to grab your phone first thing when you wake up and start checking text messages or social media But the thing is, if we don't choose ourselves first thing in the morning, if I don't choose myself first thing in the morning and take care of, you know, meditate and take care of, if I don't allow myself the space to meditate, to wash my face and brush my teeth and get ready for the day, then it's like the whole day kind of sets this tone of being erratic and all over the place. So at least in my journey, I think it's important that I take that time to be like, okay, no phone. And maybe sometimes like I'll really have it in my habit to make sure I don't have phones by my bed in the morning. The night before I'll I'll leave them in my office. And so prioritizing healthcare is just a superpower. And I think it's really hard for founders and driven people to prioritize healthcare because we're so driven. But I think it is a superpower that we don't give enough credit to. We give all the credit to the hustle and the grind, but not enough credit to just taking care of ourselves. Anyway, so if you want some of that flower power from Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> meditate in the morning. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys enjoy the next episode. Bye. Tech podcast celebrating LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Orange County. Yes, Justin, Orange County counts as LA tech. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Of course, to kick things off, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. My name is Justin Gia. I am currently an undergrad at UC Irvine, finishing up hopefully my last quarter. 
Um, I'm building Project Unicorn. Essentially, it's a mobile application to help early stage founders meet early stage investors in a fun, intuitive way that's based on video, that's based on storytelling, and that's based on organic matching. So it's been super rewarding to work with founders and investors. And, you know, it's really cool because uh, founders are very easygoing. As we all know, building a product sucks. And uh, sometimes uh, shipping out something that isn't perfect is uh, a lot more relaxing when you're working with other founders that are doing the same thing every day. And question, I've always thought that there should essentially be, and please let me know if this is something I need to cut, but I always thought <laughs> that there should be what you said, a founder investor Tinder. Like, it sounds like that's kind of what you're building. And is the closest that we've gotten to that, like Bumble for business? Yeah, I think Bumble business is the closest thing we have. And it's kind of silly. I mean, I've tried it myself. It's too broad, I would say, you know, uh, almost like LinkedIn is now where business is a very wide term. Arguably, everyone is in some sort of business, right? It's like everybody um, has we, a website. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And everyone has uh, an everything, right? Because the barrier to entry is very low. But yeah, I mean, um, this sounds silly to say, and I feel a little funny whenever I say it, but I feel like there's a lot of an extremely high amounts of overlap between dating and meeting investors, right? Where let's say you're looking for a pension partner, you get on a dating app, what do you put? I love dogs, I love the outdoors, I love watching romantic movies, et cetera, et cetera. You wouldn't want someone that hates dog, hates the outdoors and loves horror movies, right? It just doesn't make sense because why would you want to talk to that person? Because you're not a good match, right? Whereas right now, when we look for investors, we talk to everyone. And you don't even do that when you're dating. You don't talk to everyone. You have preferences. And that's perfectly normal. You know, we're human. We have our biases. And so we saw a lot of overlap in that. And it was kind of a spontaneous hypothesis. We're like, what if we just tried to create something that is a Tinder or Bumble for startups and investor? And so that was our alpha. And we were able to get about 80 to 90 founders and investors on the platform connecting with each other, which is really interesting, right? Because it's mobile and everything else is basically on web. Uh, it's video, so it's really authentic. It's not produced, it's not edited. It's literally you in front of your phone telling people who you are, what you're building, why you're building it. And investors get to look at that and say, wow, that's really, really cool. Let's chat about it. You know, How can I bring value to you? How can I connect you to important resources? And how can I help, right? Because your journey is amazing. And so it's really cool seeing like authentic experiences and extremely human experiences being celebrated and brought to life on our platform instead of just a pitch deck or just a blur or just a paragraph. And where are you in this stage of uh, Unicorn? You said it has a 80 plus essentially pilot phase members right now. Where are you in the stage from how many people are on your team? Have you raised money? And what's the vision for it in the next year? Yeah, so we're fortunate enough to raise 100K off friends and family. Right now, we've closed the alpha, the Tinder sort of little model um, at 80 users. We've stopped developing it and we're focusing on our beta that we're rolling out in about a month or so. Uh, we'll see, hopefully sooner. Our Slack as I see right now, is at about 200 founders and investors who are really active and very devoted to sort of connecting and networking with each other. And uh, we have a wait list of over 350 people that we're going to be sending out access codes as we start pushing the product out to the App Store. But yeah, I mean, every day uh, we're just chatting with different founders and really trying to create like a really diverse user base. We really don't want it to be a cluster of 
one type of founder or one industry. We want to be industry agnostic, but at the same time, we want to bring in people that are really entrepreneurs in its truest form, right? Like really trying to innovate something different and innovate something new. And yeah, that's kind of what excites us the most. Our team right now is just me and my two co-founders primarily. And uh, we have a couple of developers building the product as well. But, you know, we all went to the same school together. We're all like 21, 22, 23 years old. Uh, it's pretty interesting because uh, we don't have any biases when it comes to investing. You know, we don't come from a lifetime of VC or investment banking or whatever that looks like. We just see a flaw and an inefficiency and we believe we can help people. It's so true. What inspired this idea? Like who thought of it? And like, why was it important to you to invest your energy and resource in, in building this? Yeah, yeah. So our original idea way back when, uh, this was pre-COVID, we looked at um, small businesses and sort of the private lending market of, let's say you own an ice cream store and, you know, times are getting rough. You need some loans from the bank. It's really difficult because you're considered high risk because your cash flow hasn't been looking too good. Your balance sheets haven't been looking too good. So you're probably not going to qualify. And that's kind of counterintuitive because the people that do qualify don't need it. And the people that need it can't qualify. And so we wanted to do private loans between you know patrons of the store and the actual store owners. Super basic bonds, super basic yields, um, really standardized. But once COVID hit, business owners no longer wanted loans, right? They don't even want loans for the government. They don't know what COVID is going to look like. We don't know how long it's going to be. It's high. It's very high risk. But you know, on the other side of entrepreneurship, there's a huge boom. You know, everyone's at home. Some people got laid off, unfortunately. But it was an opportunity for people to pursue their dreams, right? Oh, you know, I've actually always wanted to do this, and now that I'm home, you know, 24 hours in a day, I can start to build stuff. And you know, we saw a huge influx in people, you know, becoming entrepreneurs and joining incubators and accelerators, including the one that we were at at our university. We started chatting with more and more founders within our incubator and saying, "Well, how long have you been here? You know, what does that process look like? What are you building?" And just trying to learn, right? We started hearing some pretty scary things like, I've been here for 18 months. I've been here for 24 months and you're not supposed to be there for that long. You know, it's supposed to kind of give you the basic fundamentals and you get out into the market and start talking to users and building product, right? And uh, a huge sort of uh, roadblock was funding. I'm in Orange County, one of the richest counties in the country, uh, I dare say. And it's still difficult to find funding. And that was really, really jarring to us. And so we started talking to people from Boise, Idaho, from Detroit, Michigan, from even like Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas. And it's really bad, right? Like where it's, well, there's three VCs in our city and they've all turned us down. So now we're just going to apply to grants, right? And it's terrifying to think that because of where you're born and where you go to school or where you're from, it can make or break whether or not you can ever be a successful entrepreneur, right? Unless you live in LA, SF, New York, your chances are much slimmer no, of raising even, a huge round. No, even in LA, like in- Even in LA, and, exactly. And listen, you guys, the reason Justin is putting aside LA is because there's this whole debate on whether OC is a part right. of LA or not. You even just did yeah. it now. OC is very much a part of LA. You're like, fine, I'll take it. But I get say it. it, louder, it like, say it louder. Yeah, no, for people that- I would that, love for- <laughs> Right? Yeah. For people who don't live in LA, like OC and Irvine is definitely a part of LA, but without traffic, it's like, what, 45 minutes or something? And with traffic, yeah, it's like five hours. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, very, it, very volatile. <laughs> it's pretty much the traffic 
that makes it feel like so far away. But no, but even in LA, there's a huge disconnect where people have a hard time raising here in the heart of the city. So I think yes to San Francisco, probably to New York. I'm not as tapped into New York. I think it's a problem. I think it's a problem in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, COVID was bad for everyone. But I think a little silver lining with COVID is that everything was on Zoom. So it was a lot more convenient to connect with another investor or another founder halfway across the country, right? We saw people in Portland connecting with people from Miami, right? Which probably wouldn't have happened pre-COVID because you need to fly there and get a coffee or whatever that looks like. Um, And obviously that's not possible. So people are connecting with people everywhere. And uh, it was positive for founders because there was more exposure, you know, more people to pitch to and more people to hear their story. And also for investors, because they have access to a brand new category of deal flow that they didn't have access to before, right? And um, yeah, we really took this opportunity and said, hey, how can we capitalize on this? And how can we make sure this continues even past COVID, right? How can we create technology that can make this the new status quo, right? That entrepreneurship is without borders and geography is more and more meaningless with tech, right? That really kind of worked out for us because every founder resonated with what we're building. It's a pretty simple statement that fundraising sucks and no one's going to say, no, I love fundraising. It's the best part of building a startup. No, you want to build a product that your customers love and your customers are going to be willing to pay for. And that's pretty much it, right? It's not, yeah, building a product that your customers love, but also selling the idea to investors that are going to give me a lot of money for it, right? That's just a means to an end. When I raised money, one of my early mentors said, remember that you can't raise money and build your business at the same time. Because I was a solo founder. And that's crazy, right? That like you can't build your business, which is what you're raising money for, but it takes so much energy to raise money that you have to like choose what you're going to exactly. focus yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you have a co-founder that's full-time fundraising and then you have another co-founder that's just building the product. Right. And it's crazy because uh, only one part of that is real, right? Tell us a little bit about your team. It's not very glamorous. You know, we're not ex-Uber, ex-Airbnb, ex-anything like that. Makes me um, like you more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very much regular folks. Uh, not Ivy League school, um, not crazy wealthy or anything and like now that. now I'm a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> day by day, you know, we're trying to rack up the fan base. But um, um, I come from a gaming and esports background. Uh, that's what I was really passionate about in high school. When I was a freshman in college, uh, I got offered to work at Blizzard here in Irvine. Blizzard Entertainment, they make the likes of like World of Warcraft and some pretty notable games. And uh, that was amazing, right? That was, I think I was one of the youngest hires at the company ever. And uh, it was cool being in a corporate environment and being able to work with a professional team and people that I really look up to. And um, But I think some part of my like entrepreneurship spirit came out during that time where, you know, I was leading a project, but I saw a lot of inefficiencies and flaws. So after about nine months, uh, I left the company to build my own startup. That was really cool. We raised around 250K. Um, Essentially, it was a platform. Yeah, that that was was, was fun. That's a huge achievement. But here's the thing, right? Okay. Raising money and not being successful is almost like a burden more than it is like a compliment, right? And um, yeah, so uh, that really steered me away for a while because it was so stressful, right? Like, oh my God, like, like I am young, but still like there's a lot of pressure. It doesn't matter like who you are, right? Um, especially I if mean, people trust you with that. You also feel like this is your integrity on the line. 
Right, right. It's a something that sticks with you, and um, you know you can only get so many at bats right before uh, you're benched forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is what I love to do. So um, I think going to this one, extremely careful, extremely thoughtful. But you know more about our team. One of our co-founders, uh, Espan Alvarado, he's been awesome at like building a network in this community. Honestly, a lot more uh, outgoing and uh, charismatic than I am. He's a chief of sales, so he's been killing it at building partnerships with us for different companies that are building products for entrepreneurs and founders. So we're really keen on bringing in companies like Docsend, like Copy AI, like you know, a plethora of other tools, um, and you know, being able to kind of bring in these platforms to help support our community in a way that makes sense. That's not advertisement. When they're resources that you can actually use, not like an ad for the MBA or anything like that, you know, it's a lot different, right? So that that's been super cool. Uh, our other co-founder, uh, our CEO, um, his name's Thomas Hogan. He's up in SF right now. It's pretty funny because uh, he's we from can't LA talk about originally. Him, just kidding. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. Happy not to. I'm <laughs> just, kidding. Um, just kidding. But yeah, he actually moved to SF uh, around April. He's very bullish on SF still as like the mecca of tech and sort of networking there. I'm sure you've seen, you know, LA Tech Week and a bunch of buzz in LA. Everyone's coming back down and he's just like, I just signed a lease. You know, is LA really like coming back? Yeah. So I'm actually going to go up to SF to see him next week. But no it's funny. Way. It's funny I heard that it's SF like, is like kind of like. Me too. You know, <laughs> Desert town and LA is like where everybody's at. Yeah, because LA is just fun, right? Like young people, there's entertainment, there's culture, fashion, art. I understand though, with the pandemic, LA was more than shut down. And it seems like LA rebooted in 24 hours out of nowhere. And so I get it. It's a lot of pent up energy. Yeah, Yeah. yes, it is. And so I understand why almost SF and LA were like in the same and then all of a sudden, L.A. rebooted and everybody's like, see, SF, you're too expensive anyway. Right. You don't have the beach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, he's having fun in SF, still like networking with people. But obviously, we're having much more fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, we're on the same fraternity. Uh, pretty cliche, I know. Um, but yeah, we've always been interested in entrepreneurship and it just made sense. Yeah, but it's, it's been a really fun ride. I think that actually your business partner being in San Francisco, you being here and your other business partner being here too, I actually think it's good to diverse yourselves as a company because it just creates that many more connections. and Divide and conquer, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. There's still a lot of money in SF. <laughs> right, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I can't argue with that, but um, you know, day to day, I'd rather be here. <laughs> and one year from now, where would you like Unicorn to be? Yeah, I'd like Unicorn to be the standardized platform where when you say, oh, it's free, what do you do? You can send me a link, right? You can say, this is exactly what I do. You know, I don't have to give you a little elevator pitch. I don't have to type you a little blurb. I don't show you like my launch page or whatever. You know, I'll send you a video of myself saying, this is what I do and the best version of myself, right? And so for every founder, being able to have that little home that they can go to and pull things out and say, if you're interested in knowing about this, here's a link to this. If you're interested in knowing about this or just connect with me on Unicorn, right? Like, let's chat about that there. Like, I love Twitter. Twitter is great. I mean, I think that's where we met, but I don't think Twitter is native to entrepreneurs because there's a lot of things that we can and can't share just because of the virality of it. Virality is really important for most things, but 
a lot of things are a lot more sensitive and that's perfectly normal. But yeah, I think there needs to be a dedicated platform and we hope to be that. Amazing. And okay, I want to hear more about your incubator. Can we dive into that a little bit? Was it part of your school? Yeah, yeah. So it's a UC Irvine Wayfinder program. Um, It's pretty prestigious. They bring in a couple companies every quarter. Um, We're super stoked to get in. It's awesome, but I think... uh, I, you know, nothing against them, but I think I'm pretty bearish on incubators and accelerators in general, just because maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, personal connections are very important, you know, introducing people to within your community. But really, depending on where that community is, there's a huge differentiation between an incubator in Stanford versus an incubator in like Wyoming, right? You know, no hate on Wyoming, but that's just the nature of it, right? Like the population density is different the kind of scale of expertise and talent and resources are different. And so they're not all the same, right? And the internet is a lot more democratizing than one director that knows a Rolodex of people, right? So, yeah, I mean, it it was a good experience. We learned a lot of very fundamental things. We got connected with some pretty cool advisors that were able to steer us in the right path. So forever grateful for that. But I think it's impossible for it to do it all, right? It's one piece of the puzzle. And I think that founders need to be more aware of this and not be overly reliant on an incubator and accelerator to kind of house them until they succeed. I I would say like most, if not all, is going to be on you, right? They can only do so much, so. Okay, new set of questions I've been asking. I'm very unusually excited about them. Excited, is this like a speed round? Like Yeah. best restaurant like somebody just moves to LA they have to check out or eat at LA or OC what is it no okay fine it matters it matters I mean okay it matters but I just okay let's talk about this let's have a heart to heart yeah let's talk about this why is OC not because okay obviously you wouldn't be on the we are la tech podcast if i didn't believe oc was very much a part of la i also believe places like i should say la culture maybe not by zip code but like the community of la i also think you may jump off this podcast when i say this think bakersfield still a part of la that's just wrong (laughs) (laughs) like there's no way right like it's yo in high school i would go to bakersfield yeah but i don't even think like Santa Barbara's LA, you know, like, like my definition of LA is pretty finite. It's like, can I Uber there? That's basically. I mean, you what could Uber it, to LA from OC. You could, but it'd be very expensive and very time consuming. I'm saying like a 30 minute Uber, right? Like, if you live in LA, like if you live in Santa Monica and I want to go to Brentwood, I can Uber there. If you live in like West Hollywood, if you live, you know. I have a trick to throw you off. Ready? Sure, sure. Yeah. Santa Monica to Pasadena. That's terrible, right? <laughs> you could, right? That's terrible. But you cannot Pasadena do that. Okay, still I agree, LA. I agree. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> Haven't been to Pasadena in forever, but agreed. Um, that's like that's like North LA, right? Um, I grew up in like East LA, like San Gabriel Valley. That's technically East LA. No one would go there. I think LA County and the city of LA, different, right? where it's like the greater LA area or whatever people like to put on LinkedIn versus like Los Angeles, different, right? (laughs) But I feel like with tech and everyone coming in from out of town, people are gonna live in a cluster, right? And that's already what we've seen, right? People cluster in certain spaces, but to them, which matters, that's what LA is, right? Just a handful of streets. 
and a handful of like area codes, right? And so when you even tell someone like, oh yeah, like I'm from Pasadena, they're like, where is that? Like, can I ride a lime there? Like, can I, <laughs> you know, can I get there in like 20 minutes? No, like, but no. come on, can you get anywhere in, in 20 minutes in LA exactly. if there's not a exactly. pandemic? <laughs> yeah, and Uber doesn't have VC money anymore too, so it's getting pretty expensive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. As a community builder in LA, I think it's an important part of my role to kind of like reach my arm out to OC, to Bakersfield, to Pasadena. I mean, Pasadena has some great co-working spaces and resources for the LA Tech community, accelerators, right? Pasadena, Ventura, Silver Lake, right? All of these are LA. I think the problem with LA and Rob Ryan and I were talking about this on um on Twitter is that LA has a lot of sub communities, LA Tech. And the hard part is unifying all the sub communities and including OC. I think it's my job as a community person to make sure that all these sub communities are all you know being able to connect with one another so that we could all lift one another up. But listen, 100%. if you don't want to I mean, be us, Justin, fine. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. You stay no. over there in OC. <laughs> That's the goal. I mean, I've been lying to people that I'm from LA in order to like be a part of the group, you know? Like, I don't want to be the black sheep of the group. But you still get that thing, right? Where it's like, you have to move here. You know, you have to, you have to move, you know? Like, you have to, because things are really spontaneous, right? Where they're like, it's pretty, like, we're having a little dinner tonight. You know, it's going to be in like 30 minutes, like, get over here, like, it'd be awesome, right? And you're like, if I leave right now, I can get there in 45 minutes. I'm just like, it's difficult, if right? If it's not and, 5 uh, p.m. But you're yeah. right, you're right. It's not like an actual distance problem. It's mm-hmm. a traffic problem. Yeah. Like, it's a 100%. moat, you yeah. know? Yeah, You know, if traffic wasn't bad, then we'd all be one happy family. Well, okay, well, sort of. So in the pandemic, there was no traffic, obviously. No one was going anywhere. So technically, it gave LA an opportunity to be super connected because we could all just attach their screen. And I think LA Tech was the most disconnected it could have ever been during the pandemic. And so it's just one of those things. But it fine. is one of those things, right? Favorite restaurant no, we're, we're in Los Angeles proper. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Terra. Uh, it's in Westfield, Century City. Um, it's top floor of Italy. Um, big fan of Italian food. They have a they have a killer tomahawk steak. Um, always always a pleasure of going whenever I get the chance. But um, yeah, love that place. Great views, and I think in OC, a lot more. <laughs> kind of biased. Cucina Enoteca uh, is a pretty great place, also Italian. Um, it's at Fashion Island uh, by Newport. Um, big fan. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say any of the cheesy ones like Nobu or Masters or anything you like that. You can say the cheesy ones if those are the ones you love. It's silly. It's silly. But um, no, I, I, I think these are a little, yeah, <laughs> a little more uh, secluded. So, And if someone just moved to L.A., they have to dot, dot, dot. They have to go to the beach, right? That's yeah. LA, Which beach? Right? Which beach? It has to be Newport. <laughs> it has to be Newport Beach. Sorry, um, I have a 
I have a lot of loyalty to Newport Beach, so Newport's great. It's not Santa Monica, you know. Do you see what I mean? I say beach, you say Newport, and then it's this whole LA versus OC thing all over again. I'm telling you, they need to be unified. (laughs) That's really like the focal point of this this episode, huh? It is like the battle of the two. Um, Right, right, right. Other than the incubator, what are some resources that you've accessed here in the city that you think that would really help? You talked about LA Tech Week, which is really cool. That's happening right now. Have you been to some of the events with LA Tech Week so far? Yeah, <laughs> it's been nonstop, actually. It's been uh, every day this week, uh, trying to fill up my car every day. Um, no, it's been great. Uh, even prior to LA Tech Week, uh, we had the pleasure of connecting with some of the organizers. They were one of our early users on our alpha of like 80 people, so it's super serendipitous because they're not even from LA, right? They're from like Texas, they're from Virginia, they're from Seattle or Washington, and uh, they all decided to move to LA for the summer because it's exciting, it's fun, and they want to meet up. And so, you know, this was like around May, and uh, when they came, uh, you know, we would just say, you know, when you guys get down here, we'd love to hang out, we'd love to show you guys around, or just meet in person, right? It's really fun. And so we've been having like dinner parties uh, with them and kind of meeting other founders in L.A. or people that have just moved to L.A., kind of creating community from there. So going to L.A. Tech Week is pretty unique where we're not always meeting new people. Like we have a little community of ourselves, of people that kind of already knew each other. And, you know, we're able to kind of introduce people and make some connections uh, serendipitously. But it's been it's been really fun. And walk us through the experiences. Like, what is LA Tech Week? What should people look out for with more of the events? Yeah. So disclaimer, I'm not an organizer, just a humble participant. Um, From Orange County, got it. Right, from Orange (laughs) County. I'm an imposter. Uh, But yeah, um, I think Monday was a kickoff event. So it was really cool to sort of see people doing all sorts of things in tech and entrepreneurship. Some are big companies, some at like new exciting startups. But, you know, everyone's building something, right? And that's one of the most unique experiences I've ever had where you can go to like a party or an event and, you know, people be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at this job right now. It's not not anything exciting. You know, how are the kids? <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty slow. But for these events, every person you talk to is going to educate you on something, right? They're going to teach you something because that's what they devoted their craft to, right? Whether it's, you know, something as like silly as like insurance, right? Like you'll learn something about insurance that you would never have been able to Google or never have been able to just read about, right? Like this person has looked so much into this specific field that they're an expert and everyone's an expert in something. And after spending two, three hours in a room talking to different people, you feel like you've gained so much more knowledge than you would have like anywhere else. And obviously having these people in your corner is a huge bonus, but even without it, right? Like you still learned a ton and it's always resourceful. Like I haven't had a conversation with someone where I was like, wow, that was kind of a waste of five minutes, right? Like, no, like every single person was just so passionate and so enthusiastic to tell you what they're doing and explain to you why it matters. And I mean, that's part of being a founder, right? You're a great pitcher, but there's also a lot of authenticity and like, I want to say passion behind that, but it's awesome. Like, I just feel so enthusiastic and energized by other founders that I want to work harder. I want to work faster. I want to, you know, talk to more people and just get out there and grow. And um, Walk us yeah. through what the events have been, though, like for everybody yeah. that's not familiar. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, kickoff event was essentially 
I want to say like a mixer. Um, it was off Sunset. Um, it was right next to the Mondrian, if you're familiar. Um, essentially, it was open bar. People were able to kind of just mingle. It wasn't really some set programming, which I loved. You know, it wasn't like a panel of speakers. You just come in, chat with people, really just network, like in its truest form, right? Like no one is sort of facilitating any connection. You just say hi. You just ask people what they do. And that's pretty much it. But um, there's a ton of events like that are more focused for like creator economy, for like crypto, for blockchain, more specific for uh, maybe it's like angel investors, maybe it's VCs, but multiple people in the space, there's smaller events that are clustered. For example, there's a great woman in tech on Tuesday morning. And so I think it's good to have big networking events and also smaller ones that are more focused and uh, more productive potentially. Yeah, every day the programming has been really interesting and most of them have been sponsored by other startups. So, you know, yesterday there was a event by Together Casa, which is a great friend of Tom Schultz. They opened I have up their a meeting place. with him coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, no, Tom <laughs> is amazing. He's a superstar. But yeah, we were able to open up his place. It was a black tie event. So it was pretty formal. It was really nice, you know, had wine, socialized. But yeah, it, it's not any formal programming, but it's just awesome to always like see new faces and be able to just connect and meet. And I feel like that might be the best way, right? Like it's not an engineering conference, right? (laughs) People are doing so many different things that it's hard for one person to say, okay, guys, listen to what I have to say, because it's not like that. Like the hierarchy is very different. Everyone's really unique. So I really appreciate it. But I think tomorrow is one of the closing events. Is that at Launch House? I don't know if it's at Launch House. I know it's in the hills. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. I don't know if Launch, Launch House has a laid claim to the hills you know (laughs) that's the place to go but um yeah we're pretty excited to be attending and uh close off the week on a high note last question is there an la tech company or person you've come across especially at all these events who has really impressed you i think tom you know (laughs) i think tom really impressed me um it's just amazing together house right Together Casa. I don't know if together it's Together Casa. House. I think it's Together okay. Casa. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll share more with you when you have your meeting with him. Yeah, I mean, he's raised, like, a impressive amount of money. He's great at storytelling. And, um, yeah, he's kind, right? I feel like there's a lot of ego <gasps> in startup as well. Too. Yeah, he's, oh like, gosh. really genuine and kind. And uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's always nice to see, especially young people that, have suddenly come into wealth and come into like a lot of respect by, you know, older people and like people in the industry are now like giving you affirmation. It's a lot easier to look down on people, right? Because you're saying like, you know, I got here just so that I don't have to kind of make exceptions for other people, right? But I don't know, like throughout my interactions with him, it's always been really genuine, really kind. And he's also really successful. And that's kind of like the best mix in people. Um, so so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, excited to you. talk to him. Oh, that yeah. I heard the same thing that he's really kind. Yeah, it is super refreshing when I meet my my like-minded kind people. <laughs> right, right, right. Like-minded kind, kind and extremely intelligent, right? Like a real vision of not only like what the startup, this company is going to do, but the societal impact it'll have and sort of you can just see that sparkle in their eyes where they're talking about it because they really see it and they believe in it. And like money's great and everything, but it's like, that's what gets you up every morning, right? And there's a real difference between founders that have that and they don't because 
they're gonna quit after six to nine months you know like it gets tiring right but when you have that ambition not just for yourself but for the people that you can benefit it's awesome it's awesome to see you just feel energized and how can people connect with you yeah i think twitter is the best way right now at justin j1a uh, GI is taken. Uh, I'll talk to Twitter <laughs> about that soon. <laughs> we'll make do with what we have right now. Uh, but yeah, at Justin J1A, DMs are open. Feel free to follow me. I just hit 600 followers like yesterday. I can Woo, post Twitter spaces congrats. now. Very exciting. I but, didn't um, even know that yeah. that had a minimum. Yeah. So I don't know. I've heard weird stuff where people are able to host it without it. But whenever I host it, I need 600 followers. Um, I'm there now. So. Amazing. Pop in next time. <laughs> you know what we should do, Justin? We're going to be doing an LA Tech community Twitter spaces, and maybe you'll be one of the speakers. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. I would love yeah. to. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community and the OC community, which I believe are one and the same, go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, everyone. Justin Gia, the co-founder and CEO of Project Unicorn. We're helping startups go viral based in Irvine, California. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.